Hey, hey, what's up, all you investors out there? This is the Master Passive Income Podcast. My name is Dustin Heiner. Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast session today. Now, today we're going to be looking at LLCs, S-corporations, corporations, and even putting properties in your own name. We're looking to see how we can best structure our business so that we make sure that we have liability protection against anybody that wants to sue us for any reason. And you want to be able to protect your assets. The things that you own is an asset that brings you money. So we want to protect those things. And the way we do that is by structuring our business with companies. Now let's get started today where we're going to talk all about LLCs and where you should set them up, how you should set them up and all that sort of stuff. So you are protected in the long run. All right, guys, let's get started and start the show. Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about all aspects of real estate rental properties with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, Dustin Heiner. All right, now before we get started, I want to show you what it's going to be like when you don't have a job. When you don't have somebody telling you what to do, when you don't have somebody holding your job over your head and paying you a little bit of money just to keep you working, giving you a measly you know, week or two weeks a, a year for a vacation. So this year I took a six-week trip to Europe with my family, with all my four kids and my lovely wife. We went to 11 different countries. And so it was six weeks just on a vacation because I could, I had the money and I was had the time and I might as well do it. Well, tomorrow I am flying out to Alaska. I'm going to Alaska for a week-long hunting and fishing trip. I'm super excited and I'm hoping to come back with a ton of salmon, a ton of halibut and hopefully get a deer. Um, it's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. But the reason why I can do that is because I don't have a job and I have plenty of money coming in. Now, what's great also is that while I'm fishing and hunting or even just flying, I am making money because my rental properties are making me money. My property managers do all the work. So I have an automatic business that I don't have to be at. I don't have to work. I don't have to do anything to my business. My property managers take care of all that. And I just get to live my life however I want to live it. I have mailbox money. Basically, money comes in the mailbox every single day. Well, Actually, it's all electronic now, so it comes in my bank account. It gets direct deposited right into my bank account. So as soon as I get it, I could spend it however I want. I could save it. I can invest it. I could do whatever I want with it. So I'm actually going to be podcasting next week from Alaska while I'm in Alaska because I can, because I want to, and super excited to share with you guys the possibilities that you can have when you invest in real estate rental properties. It took me just eight and a half to nine years to have enough uh, guts and money at the same time, you know, courage when I say guts, as well as money coming in at the same time and savings to quit my job. And now looking back, I am so excited that I've never have to work a job again. In fact, just two nights ago, I had a dream that I was working for my old, old boss. So not the boss I was just working for um, before I quit my job, but the one before that, my previous job before that, I had a dream that I was working for him and I hated it. Like life sucked so bad. And I was doing everything I could 
to figure out a way to quit my job. And actually, this dream was so much better than I've had in the past where I've had a nightmare where I actually, it's not a dream, it's a nightmare that I actually had a job. But in the past, I couldn't figure out a way to get out of my job. Like that was, you know, when you're running and if in your dream and you feel like you're running, you're trying your hardest, but you can't actually move. It's almost like you're, like you're in quicksand or your body, your muscles don't move and all that sort of stuff. Well, I was trying so hard to quit my job. And in my previous dreams, I couldn't. Like I literally couldn't quit my job. And this dream was so much better though because I was trying really, really hard to quit my job and I just said, you know what, screw this. I am tired of working for my boss. And I went to my boss and said, I'm quitting. Here's my two-week notice. I am done. He's like, what? What are you going to do? I said, I'll figure it out. And so praise the Lord, I have my rental properties and praise the Lord, I'm at the point where I don't even have to worry about that anymore. But yeah, so Having a job sucks so bad because they control you. They have the power over you because you're hoping to get a paycheck. They're making sure that you're working, yet you're there all day, every day. Now that I don't have a job, I'm able to go to places like Alaska for a week hunting and fishing. I'm going to go to Florida on vacation for um, another two weeks with my family, and I'll hopefully do a podcast while I'm there. Um, Went to England, Europe, uh, all over Europe this year. And there are real estate teachers, or I would call them gurus. Like, don't look at me as a guru. I'm just trying to help some people out by being there to um, help you learn how to invest in real estate. But there are some quote-unquote gurus out there that they'll have Ferraris. Hey, look at my life. You can have a Ferrari. Well, I never gravitated toward those people that had Ferraris. I never aspired to have a Ferrari. Now, I'm not saying that's bad at all. I'm not saying that um, anybody that has those aspirations shouldn't have those. I think you absolutely should. You should go at whatever you want. If you want a Ferrari, work your tail off to get a Ferrari. I wanted to never work a job again. And so that was my goal. Now I have a a new goal. Now that I've quit my job, I've reached it. I didn't just, you know, I'm gonna rest on my laurels and not ever do anything again. I have new goals that I've since created, but my goal was to quit my job so I can travel the world. I can do whatever I want whenever I want. So if your goal, like mine, is to have an independent lifestyle where you are financially independent, you don't have to worry about bills anymore. You don't have to worry that social security will be there when you retire or when you're at the age of retiring. If you're like me, you are thinking that Social Security will not be there, even though they say it will, when you retire. Right right now, I'm 39 years old. So I have, what, another 20 years before I, maybe 20 plus years before I would actually retire and start drawing Social Security. I don't imagine it being there in 20 years. If it is, great. You know, that'll be like, hey, play money. You know, that money coming in. Oh, hey, we got an extra, you know, 1500 bucks from my Social Security. Um, let's go buy a, a new gun or let's go um, buy the kids some more bikes or let's go play with that money or, you know, whatever it might be or buy another property as I save it up. It's just play money for me when it, if it, when it does come in because my retirement depends on me. I want to make sure that I am independent. I am financially independent. So, All of my properties, all that money that comes in is my retirement money. And basically, retiring is basically not having a job. Like, I don't just sit around and do nothing. You know, I'm here with you on the podcast. But because I have money coming in, I don't depend on anybody else. I want to be completely independent, financially independent, not have to worry about bills, not have to worry about if somebody's going to pay me my money from the government or whatever it might be. So, you guys get out there, start investing. Now, let's look at when you do start investing. 
how should you hold your properties? Like, what is the entity that you should hold it in? Should you hold it in your personal name? Should you hold it in a limited liability company or an LLC? Should you hold it in a corporation, an S-corporation, a living trust, a land trust? There are many different ways that you can actually hold the title. When I say hold the, the, the property, the holding is you're putting your name or an entity's name, or it's basically holding the title. What is actually holding the title of a specific property? Now, most people, they buy a home to live in. What they'll do is they'll put it in their personal name. It'll be, you know, the husband and wife buying the property or whoever is buying the property. They'll put it in their personal name, like Bob Jones, putting in his name and making sure that he is the owner of the property. That's how it's always been for, you know, um, thousands of years. You know, you have it in your own personal name. Now with the benefits of capitalism and, and having a free market and having people to have the ability to own property on their themselves and own companies that can own properties. So now you can have a company that you own, then own the property. And there's many different reasons, the pros and cons that I'll get into in a little bit. But let's quickly look over a few of the lists that I just mentioned. So one is your personal name. Now, most people put it in their personal names. I personally suggest that you don't put it in your personal name, but you absolutely can. You still can be protected with insurance and liability insurance and all that sort of stuff. So personal name is one option. Another one is a limited liability company or an LLC. Another one would be a corporation. Another one is a subset of that, which is an S corporation, like a sole proprietor or a self-employed corporation. So it's an S corporation. Another one would be a living trust. You know, if you have your family, you put everything under the living trust that goes to the beneficiaries, which would be the, you know, the children, that's a living trust. Another one would be a land trust, very similar, if not the same, practically speaking, as a living trust. So land trust and living trust. And there are other ways that you can hold it or a combination of different ways and all that sort of stuff. But we're going to talk specifically about the, um, the idea of using an LLC, a company to hold your properties. Now you possibly can use the company to have a living trust and a land trust. And now what I want to say though, is everything that I'm talking about here is the knowledge that I've gained from talking to professionals. I am not a professional accountant. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not an asset protection guru or, you know, all that sort of stuff. Like I'm definitely not any of that. So don't take my words as gospel. Like don't take it as this is the way you should do it. And I'm going to be hundred percent like, don't trust me. Go do your own homework. Go figure out exactly what it is that you need. I'm just giving you the understanding that I've received that I implement from talking to other people, but I want you to go out and do your own homework on what's best for you and talk to your accountants, talk to your attorneys, talk to people to make sure that it is set up properly for your scenario. Your scenario is probably different than mine or more than likely or almost 100% different than mine. Your risk tolerance is different than mine. Your assets that you have is different than mine. Everything is different. So this is what I do and what I recommend for my students. And even my students, I used to tell them, talk to your accountants. Don't trust verbatim for me. I can walk you through buying the property. I can walk you through making sure you make money. I can walk you through your business and make sure that you are making money every single month in your business. But the legal details, don't trust me. Trust your attorney, trust your um, accountant. So with that being said, let's jump into what is the pros and cons of having an LLC. So I definitely suggest having an LLC, a limited liability company, 
um, for many different reasons. The limited liability company will have many good things, but a few negative things to it. And the negatives aren't really that bad. This is why I hold my properties in an LLC or S corporations or something in something other than my own personal name. So the benefits of having an LLC are the pros. Let's go through the pros and cons of having an LLC. So the pros would be, and this is a huge pro. Like if there's a list of like four pros to an LLC and like 10 LLC negatives or cons, this one pro is like the biggest of all of them. And it outweighs like all 10 of the negatives of an LLC. It's asset protection. That's the first one is asset protection for your properties. And then also for everything that you personally own. Let's say you have one rental property, you put an LLC, but you have your own personal home that you put in your own private name, your own personal name. Well, if somebody slips and falls at your property, it's under the LLC. The people that are going to sue can only sue the owner of that property. Well, if your name is the owner, they can come after you personally, go after your bank account, go after your home that you own, go after your cars. They can go after everything about you. But if you hold it in a LLC, the LLC will then make sure that it stops at the LLC. The LLC, like they can't sue the LLC's owners. That's impossible for them to do. It's never going to happen. So they sue the LLC and whatever the LLC owns is get, you know, gets sued. So you are having all of your other asset protected. So if you have 15 rental properties and you have um, three properties in one LLC, another three properties in another LLC, and then three properties in another LLC, absolutely smart way to do it. If one person slips and falls on one property, at most they can go at anything that the LLC owns, which is two other properties, well, you're not completely wiped out. That's the thing is protecting all of your assets so that you're well taken care of. So that is a huge, huge, and almost like the main benefit of, of having an LLC. It's gigantic asset protection. And also at the end of this podcast or towards the tail end of this podcast, I'll give you other great ways other than just specifically an LLC, your personal name or whatever, to make sure that you don't get sued. Because the, the better thing is not that when you get sued, you have it in the right entity. The better thing is to never get sued. And I'll go over that as well. Another benefit or another pro to having your properties in an LLC are the tax benefits. There are huge tax benefits for putting it in a business like an LLC. So the LLC is basically a pass-through entity for all taxes. Now, if you, and I'm not gonna go through all the different entities like LLC, corporation, S corporation, all those other ones, I'm not gonna go through them. I am specifically gonna be talking about LLCs. You can look at the other ones, talk to your accountants or somebody else that's gonna walk you through those other ones, but I'm suggesting LLC. So this is why I'm specifically going over the LLC. Now, the LLC is a pass-through entity. So your company would get taxed. If you're a corporation, a regular corporation would get taxed at the corporation level. So any money that the corporation makes is taxed there. Then whatever's left over is distributed. That's what that's the term they use, you know, basically paid out to the owners and then the owners get taxed again. So there's two ta two times that that profit is taxed. Now, an LLC doesn't have the two different taxes. It passes through the taxes. So at the LLC level, the income comes in, doesn't get taxed, then it hits the owners, then it, sorry, it hits. The money goes to the owners, is distributed to the owners. That's when you get taxed. 
that's when the government comes and say, hey, I want my fair share of this money. You know, anyways, I, I don't want to digress in how much I don't like taxes, but the pass through of the money to the, the owner only gets you taxed one time, which is a huge, huge benefit. So the basic thing that you get is no double taxation, tax at the corporate level or the company level, and tax at your own personal level. So this is another huge benefit. Uh, let's go on to the next one. Next one would be the your estate planning. So a, a state would be, you know, your giving the properties to your heirs or your, your children, grandchildren, your spouse, whatever it might be, your estate planning. And I'm, again, I'm going to say talk to an attorney that does handle estate planning. Make sure you talk to them to get everything situated because your situation is probably much different than mine. And they are going to have to see exactly what your situation is like and tailor it to fit you. All right. So the estate planning is terrific because you put all your properties in LLC the LLC, whoever owns the LLC, is the one that actually gets the benefit. So let's say it's you and your wife at first, starting the LLC, buying the property. Well, you can sell part of your company to your kids, and your kids become now part of the owners of the company. Or let's say, God forbid, you pass away. Your kids can be the beneficiaries of the shares that you own in the company, and those shares get transferred over to your children. So the company still owns the property, still holds the title for the property, but the owner of the company changes hands. Now, talk to your attorney, talk to your um, accountant to make sure that everything is legally taken care of. You know, taxes are paid and all that stuff. We don't want to not pay our taxes. You definitely want to pay your taxes. But as best you can, avoid taxes legally. Um, as legally allowed, make sure you avoid taxes like with a 1031 exchange. With the estate planning, you also get out of the estate tax. So the estate taxes, you know, you pass it on to somebody, well, they get taxed on that. Because it's an LLC, they don't get taxed as well. So it's also using the law in the law, in the realm of the law, so you're not breaking it. You also get more benefits tax-wise because you're escaping the estate tax and you're also being able to pass down the properties to your family. So those are some fantastic benefits. And again, I can't stress how big the asset protection is as a benefit. Don't list it as like, hey, there's three pros and 10 cons or five cons or like there's more cons than there are pros. Don't look at that. Don't look at the number of cons and number of pros. Like I said, the asset is like 10 pros and one. It's that big of a deal. Let's go through some cons or negatives for an LLC. So a negative would be the cost. It's an added cost. Obviously, if you put the property in your own name, it's not going to cost any money, any extra money than you would normally pay for because it's your own personal name. But to set up an LLC, there is a cost. You have to pay the franchise tax. You have to pay fees to whatever state you're you're setting it up in. And don't worry, I will help you at the uh, towards the end of this podcast where you should set it up, what state you should set it up, how you should set it up. And if you go to my show notes, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash zero two two. I will have a instructional video that's going to walk you through every single step to set up your LLC, show you that I think it's only going to cost like a hundred dollars and there's a filing fee and it's, it's super duper cheap and it's a great way to uh, protect your assets. But again, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash zero two two. I have, um, instructions. I have videos. I have everything you need to walk you through to set up your LLC so that you can get your properties taken care of. So one negative side that I just mentioned was the cost, but it's very, very minimal. Think of you buy a $100,000 house. Well, the cost of setting up an LLC is maybe $100, $200 at most, $200. Well, would you not pay $200 
and save yourself $100,000? Of course you would. You would absolutely give somebody $200 to save you $100,000. This is the, the thought of you know holding you back for an extra cost. Don't let that hold you back. Definitely get it done. The cost is not a con in a big deal. It's not a big deal at all. Another one would be financing of properties that you put in an LLC. Now, most residential loans, the banks don't like having the entity held in a company name because they want to have the person liable to pay off the debt. Let's say you go out and you want to buy a house. You go to get financing from a bank and you tell them, here's the property. This is what I want to buy. I want to buy it for $100,000 and can I get pre-qualified for it? And they say, okay, great. Um, And you say, one other thing, I want you to put it in my company's name. They're going to say, whoa, I or we are absolutely not going to do that. We're not going to put it in your company's name. The reason why is we need somebody liable. We know you can just throw away that company if you wanted to. We need to come after you. So your name needs to be on the property. And so, or sorry, no, be on the note so that you're on the hook for all that debt that you take out for buying the property. So financing a property as an LLC is much more tricky. There are ways around it. And I will show you also how to get around that. Um, but there, you know, it is not as easy as just putting it in your own private name. Another negative or another con would be that it's not 100% asset protection. Remember that big one, the big pro is that it's asset protection. Well, it's not foolproof. Like it's not 100% like you cannot ever get sued, never lose and blah, blah, blah. There are ways around that. There are ways that if the person suing you or their lawyer proves that the LLC is not valid, then you lose the protection of the LLC. So there are different ways. So it's not 100%. I'm not going to give you a percentage of how much it's, but it's a huge protection um, as long as you do it right. Again, talk to your attorney to how you should do it right to make sure that you're protected as best you can. Another one is a due on sale clause. Give you an example. Let's say you buy a property in Texas and you pay $150,000 with a note, like you go to the bank, get a mortgage, $150,000 mortgage, you buy the property. And then six months later, you say, you know what, I want to put it in my LLC, or a corporation, or, you know, some sort of entity, business entity. And I want to protect my assets by doing that. If you do that, most, I, I, I would almost say even all, all mortgages today, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, a firm statement saying all, but I don't, I have never seen one that does not have the due on sale clause in the contract of the mortgage that you're getting with the bank. And so every single one is going to have a due on sale clause. And what that means is as soon as there is a transfer of ownership, not that you literally sold the business, but that the transfer of ownership goes from your name into somebody else's name. It could be a company it could be your brothers. It could be whatever. That is a a sale because it's a transfer of ownership. Transfer of ownership is considered a sale. Now, if you put it into a trust that you own or that you are the trustee of, that's not a transfer because it's still in your name. But if it goes into somebody else's name, then that is a transfer of ownership and the due on sale clause kicks in. The bank has the recourse to say, give us all the money back right now. Give us all the money back that you've borrowed. That's the clause that we have in there that you must repay when there's a, a sale on the property. Obviously, they're protecting themselves. They don't want you to sell the property to somebody for 
$150,000 and still have a mortgage and then default on the mortgage. They don't want it, you know, they want, they're trying to protect their asset as much as possible. Completely understandable. But that is an option for them. Now, I have talked to many investors. I've, I've read many, many things and lots of investors and people who know everything about real estate and mortgages and all that sort of stuff have never seen a due on sell clause actually kick in when you move it. Now, specifically, now it has kicked in other times. But if you specifically move it from your personal name into your business name, um, there may be plenty of cases out there. Don't call me up and or you know write me. Hey, I've seen this, this, and this. I just haven't. There probably are plenty, but I it doesn't seem like very often if you move it from your name into a business entity that you own that the bank number one will completely know. Like they're not alerted. Hey, this happened. It doesn't actually alert them. They may check though. Now, what the bank is careful about, they want to make sure that their money is going to be returned to them. So it, they can come back and say, hey, give us the money. But as long as you're making the payments, what the, I mean, the bank really doesn't care. They want to make sure that their investment is safe, that they're going to be making their money. But don't take my words that it's never going to happen, the do on sell clause. It, it can't happen. And I'll give you a tip. If you guys want to move your property from your personal name into a company name and you have a mortgage on it that's in your name, here's a tip of how to do that. Move it into a trust. Move the property from your name into a trust. And the trust is completely fine if you move it into a trust that um, the bank is going to look at and say, hey, it's just a trust. It's no big deal. It's still the same ownership. But the LLC owns the trust. So it's still under the your name, like you own the LLC. LLC is the trustee of the trust. The trust is where the property is placed in there. So there's, there's a chain there that it doesn't come back and bite you because it goes to the trustee and the trustee is the LLC. Again, talk to your attorney. I can't keep saying that over and over again, but I will. Talk to your attorney. Don't take my words for it. But that is a tip that I can give you that you can possibly get around that due on sale clause. Now let's move on. So those were the pros and cons. Um, and above all, if because I gave you the cons, I want to make sure you, as best as you can, or I can make you aware of the negatives that possibly could come. The reason why I choose LLCs is for all the pros that I've given you. I, I make sure that I have my assets protected. I make sure that I am personally protected from anybody that might want to sue me or my company. I make sure that as best as I can, my assets are protected. So that's why I choose LLC. Now, a reason why I don't choose S corporations or corporations is because there's a lot more that you may need to do as far as governance of the corporation to make sure that's valid is a lot more entailed. But I use LLCs because it's so easy, it's really cheap to do, and you get so much benefit out of it. Now, without fail, the question I always get from every student that I have or anybody that talks to me about this is, well, what state should I set, you know, set up my LLC? I've heard Nevada is a great state. You know, They keep telling me that Nevada is a great state to have your LLC in. Um, there's other states that you can choose from, or should I do my own state? I personally love having all my properties in a Wyoming LLC. The Wyoming LLC is so much better than any other LLC. There's many, there's a few other places like Delaware, I've heard has decent laws. Nevada does have decent laws, but not as nearly as good as Wyoming. But Wyoming is very business friendly. They want companies to come in there. Wyoming is, is just a great place. And let me go through a couple of different benefits for having your LLC in Wyoming. So no matter where you live, you can actually set up your LLC in Wyoming. 
The only one thing, the little caveat, is you need a registered agent that lives in the area. And if you go to my show notes, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash 022, Again, I will walk you through all that all that process of setting up your LLC, where to set up, and LL, and you know which company to use to set up your LLC, your registered agents, all that sort of stuff. All that stuff will be taken care of for you as you're setting it up. So don't worry about a registered agent like, oh, I don't know what that is or how to set it up. Don't worry about that. I have that all taken care of for you um, when you set up the business. So Wyoming is a great place, no matter where you live, that you can set up your company there and then. Let's, okay, I'll give you an example just for me. You know, I lived in California, bought properties in Ohio, Texas, Arizona, but I bought the properties with my LLCs that I created in Wyoming. So Wyoming is where the company's created and the properties are owned in different states. A great thing is, let's say one of my properties in Texas that something happens and I get sued. Well, they can't sue me in Texas because my company's not there. They have to travel to Wyoming in order to sue me. Well, that's another pro. I just didn't think about it. I'm adding that to the list of pros right now. That's a pro that they have to sue you in the home state of where the entity is formed. So isn't that fantastic? Your LLC will actually be another, where your LLC is will actually be another fantastic way of protecting your assets. So an attorney will think twice of, man, I have to travel to Wyoming in order to sue this guy. That's going to be a lot of work. Now let's look at some other great reasons to choose Wyoming. So Wyoming has no corporate tax, no personal income tax, no franchise tax, low annual fees, no share certificate requires, minimal filing fees, no business license fees, no department of revenue for taxes, no listing of your members and managers with the Secretary of State. Like your name is not actually listed with the Secretary of State. You go to California, you're definitely listed on there. Um, no name-based searchable database to find you because that's the biggest thing is if they can't find you in a listing, then they're not going to be able to sue you because they can't find you attached to it. So there's real legally protected privacy and asset protection, and there is no initial list after filing. So that doesn't list everything out. So there's a, I mean, that's just literally a long list of fantastic reasons why you want to choose Wyoming as an LLC or why I, no, I'm going to take that back. I'm not going to say why you should. This is why I do it. I always give you what I do and what's been successful for me. You do what's best for you. And so when I look at Wyoming, and I've looked at Nevada, I've looked at Delaware, which I've heard is also another good state. Um, California, they charge $800 per year just to have an LLC. It's called a franchise tax. Absolutely ridiculous. California, I'm so glad I moved out of California. The tax laws, the regular laws, the just everything about is just bad. And so I had a, an LLC in California and I had to pay $800 just for the privilege of California saying, yes, you have an LLC. Absolutely horrific. I completely suggest not having an LLC in California unless you're doing business in California. So what's going to happen is California is going to say, hey, even if your LLC is in Wyoming, you live in California, you're doing business in California as a Wyoming LLC, you still owe us $800 for a franchise just for the privilege of letting you run your business here. Man, it's just stupid. So I kind of go out off on a little tangent, but let's look at now 
how to create your LLC. It's really, really simple. There are many, many companies out there that would actually do the work for you. You just give them a couple criteria, like the name, the location, and your address, and all that sort of stuff, and they do all the work for you. So if you go again to my show notes, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash zero two two, I have a link in there for you where I suggest to get your companies created. Really cheap. I want to say it's like $100 to $200 at most, um, but you get your company created. You have a registered agent, which I I think is uh, you could find them as low as like $50 a year for a registered agent and a registered agent. Basically all the registered agent does is they receive any mail that comes to the corporation and they send it to you. That's really, they're just an intermediary, somebody that lives in the state that is going to work on your behalf to receive your mail and, you know, summons and all that sort of stuff. And again, go to my show notes page so you can see the videos that I've created. I've created two different videos walking you through the entire process of how to create your LLC. Super, super simple. Just follow what I do for my properties. All right. So let me tell you about what I personally do for my properties. So this is how I personally hold my properties. I have multiple LLCs. So I don't have, you know, all, you know, 30, 40 properties of mine in one LLC, I have different LLCs holding different properties. And the reason why is because I could spread it out. Let's say I have three properties in one LLC. Well, if one gets hurt, you know, somebody slips and falls, they get hurt, they sue the company, they sue the company that owns only three. They don't go after every single property that I own, which is a huge, big deal. You want to make sure they can't go after everything. So I own multiple LLCs that own properties. I also get landlord insurance. I also get insurance over the properties to make sure that if anybody does slip and fall, they're going to go after the insurance first and then try to sue me. Like there's a, another barrier is insurance. And that's a good thing to have. Make sure you have landlord insurance. Another thing on top of that, what I do is I buy umbrella insurance. And those are easy to find if you just type in umbrella insurance in a state that you're investing in. Super easy to find. But get umbrella insurance over myself and each one of the properties as an extra liability coverage of like $100,000, $200,000. Super duper cheap. I think one umbrella policy has like 30 properties under it. And I think I pay like $1,500 a year. That's nothing for the amount of coverage that I get. So it's absolutely worth it. Um, so that's what I do. Multiple LLCs, landlord insurance, umbrella insurance. Now, as I talked about earlier, I want to give you some tips to not get sued. And I also do these things for my property. So these are other ways to protect yourself, to protect your assets, and hopefully not get sued. So let's look at first would be liability insurance, like I just talked about. Landlord insurance on top of making sure you have plenty of liability insurance coverage. So if anything does happen, you're not liable, the insurance company will pay for it. Another one is the umbrella insurance, like I just talked about, making sure that you have umbrella insurance over you and the properties all the same. So there's extra layers of protection. Another one is being proactive in screening out tenants. You want to make sure you find good tenants as best as you can that are going to live in the property and take care of it and hopefully not hurt themselves. Now, the next tip I can give you is to be proactive on repairs on the property. Let's say you know this the screen door is falling off of the front door. Well, repair that, fix it. Um, let's say that there is a loose um, tile. Well, make sure that gets fixed. Like, be proactive in fixing and repairing things on the property. Don't let it get dilapidated. You don't want to be a slumlord. You want the person living in the property feel blessed to be in the property at a decent price. Another one is 
don't neglect your tenants or your properties. Like don't let your tenants feel neglected. Like you're not taking care of them because then they'll definitely sue. Um, if there's any problems, like they won't care about you, but if you care about them, you take care of them. They might think, well, this, the landlord has been great to us. You know, we're not going to do it. So don't neglect your tenants. Also don't neglect the properties. Don't let them, you know, where it's actually getting dilapidated, where people can't live there or people don't want to live there because it's such a bad place to live. You don't want to neglect your properties. Keep them up, making sure that people are uh, being blessed to actually live there. Another and last one is absolutely blanket statement that I don't even need to say for this LLC, what we're talking about LLCs, but I'm going to give you this um, uh, no extra cost to you for listening to this podcast. But Fix all health and safety issues immediately. When a health and safety issue comes up, make sure that gets fixed right away. Do not let that slide. Like if there's a staircase that has one of the stairs, like the steps broken, get that fixed right away. You don't want anybody to get hurt because of your negligence. You absolutely do not want that. Let's say, you know, the railing is coming off. Get that fixed right away, you know, on the stairway. Make sure that's not going to cause somebody to get hurt. Then they can prove that you're being negligent and you're absolutely liable. They can come after you. So try to make sure that you never get sued as best as you can so that you don't have to worry that all the protections you set up will actually hold. Make sure you don't get sued, number one. And then number two, if you ever did get sued, make sure that you're ready with all these asset protections. All right, guys, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. I hope you got a lot out of it. It's definitely a lot to take in, so I completely understand that. But make sure you talk to your accountant as well as your attorney, making sure you set up your business properly. All right, guys, again, this is Master Passive Income Podcast. My name is Dustin Heiner. Thank you so much for being a part of this show. If you would, please go and subscribe, rate, and review the show. It helps other people find out about this show and learning about real estate rental properties. You guys take care of yourselves. I'll see you next week when I podcast from Alaska. I'm super duper excited to be out there doing that. I might be in a cabin where I don't have any electricity. So I'm bringing my laptop, hopefully it's fully charged and everything. And I'll be able to podcast from there. All right, guys, take care of yourselves. Talk to you soon. Get out there and start investing. Peace out.